0: coach by Adrianasaurus. Super coach by Adrianasaurus.
1: Okay, it's time for the easiest part of any coach's job. The cuts. Now while I wasn't able to cut everyone I wanted to, I have cut a lot of you. Wendell is cut. Rudy is cut. Danny, you're gone. Stephen, I like your hustle. That's why it was so hard to cut you. Congratulations. The rest of you made the team.
0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. With Adriana Saurus, the coach of Rapanterama's super coach is finished, but we've got to tie off the loose ends, all of us podcasters out there and my awards four positions, is this podcast? I'm going to go through the people that I think were the best in position um, across the board uh, for super coach positions. I'm going to do it a little differently than some of the others out there. They're just giving it to best hooker, best front rower. And I'm going to do that too, but I'm going to backfill it in. So, in positions like front row, where there's a second spot that uh, appears in our 13, I'm going to fill in the 13. I'm going to have a second front rower. I'm going to do three um, second rowers, but I will give the award to my best. Of those ones, the winner of of that position. And um, we'll do it like that. Um, It's been a good year. There's been some cheapies that have come good. There's been some middies that have shone. There's been some premiums that failed. I'll probably cover that in the podcast as well. My cheapie of the year, my midi of the year, surprise packet of the year, flop of the year. Um, You know, we'll cover a bit of that sort of stuff as well at the end. But let's kick it off with the hooker of the year. (coughs) No, that's not it. Well, let's find a sound effect that's going to work for this. Here we go. Uh, Let's get ready to rumble! (laughs) Harry Grant is definitely number one on the possible winners for this award this year. 77.6 average for Harry. Um, He got um, a bunch of points this year. The most points, 1,552 points. Um... He was a pretty penny when he started the year, um, and obviously we know that he missed the first round. Um, But for someone like me, uh, the 2021 hooker was an absolute um, pain in my ass. So I wanted to start the year with a premium, even though I had to sit him for week one. um, I just wanted to lock in, just a lock. I wanted a lock for my hooker, and I was willing to take a punt with my second position. Harry did not um, disappoint. He finished the year top average and um, top points. There was um, 20 games out of him this year, so, you know, there's one that I'm going to mention in the categories as well that played a few more games, um, which is a bonus because obviously we know Harry goes off to origin. Um, He finished a year with a 77.6 average, which was the best average um, of any hooker for the year. So he's one of the candidates. Um, We're going to go to a number two candidate and that's going to be Damian Cook. I was a little bit worried about Damian Cook this year, mainly because I was worried about Souths. Um, And, uh, you know, they lose someone like Adam Reynolds. I don't know. I I just probably... Wanted to steer clear of him, but he's actually had a really great year. Cook, um, he's played the twenty games as well because um, he obviously went off to Origin as well. He's finished on a fifteen hundred and three total points, so fifty points behind Harry, um, and that average is seventy five point two, which is really um, quite exceptional. They both finished with exceptional averages. The thing about um, Damian Cook was that he was a little on the nose to start the year, and Harry Grant, even though he missed that first round, um, it was highly owned right from round one. Um, well, thirteen point two percent. It's Not a pod. Um, by round three, Harry was up to twenty five point nine percent owned. Um, if you talk to any Cook owners out there, they were happy with him um, because he was a pod. You know, um, by round three, he was down to twelve point six percent due to him having a bit of a slower cup of you know couple of rounds to start the year. So, so just the ownership was a bit lower. Um, he's had a ripping year, Cook, um, you know, a couple of points in total average behind um, Harry Grant. The number three, and there's only going to be three candidates in this hooker position, um, is Reese Robson. Um, he has a total score of 1547. So that's a couple of points behind Harry and ahead of Cook. The reason why he's going to be jumping in here is he played all 24 games, which is really great for Supercoach. Didn't go off to origin, didn't miss games. Um, he was an absolute rock for teams if you were lucky enough to have him. I was. Um, the average is 64.5, so that's um, you know 12 and a bit. Thir- nearly 13 points behind Harry Grant. The reason why he's going to be in this category is because he, unlike Cook and Grant, was cheap to start the year. Um, his price was four hundred seventy-four thousand. So when you need to set up a team, if you can get somebody who's a couple of hundred thousand cheaper than the alternative, um, you know, and they come good, that's a real advantage. The thing um, about Robson is there's sides to his story this year. There's the Granville on the bench to start the year and him sort of getting 55 to 60 minutes, that type of stuff. And then there's the period where he went to an 80 minute hooker. Uh, when he went to an 80 minute hooker, his average jumped to 70 plus, um, which is Harry Grant type um, averages. There was um, a real uptick in his scores obviously um, from that point on. And I probably thought of him as a stepping stone up to someone like Cook at a, you know, early season, early doors, um, but once I saw the 80-minute Robson, he um, he was never leaving my team, finished the year with a ton as well, three very, very good candidates, and,
1: and the winner is
0: Reed. Miss Robson for me. Um, Reese wins the award. 80 minute Reese, 70 plus in points. He cost you 470 to start the year. On price, um, the durability being that he played extra um, four games to those other two, uh, and that average once he went to um, when he went to the eighty minute roll um, was very much in the same circles as these two elite um, hookers. So I saw him as an elite that ended up cost you know, cost you four hundred and seventy thousand what a what a bloke eh? he he's he's got to be um the winner for mine um in the hooker position this year um let's move it on to the front row position uh, let's get ready to There's one name we mentioned in front row, and sorry to break it to you guys, but I don't think he's going to have front row next year. It's Isaiah Papali. Isaiah Papali'i played 24 games this year. His average was 79 points. Jewel front row, second row forward. He um, is an absolute weapon of a player. Finished third. Uh, 12 points the better than anyone else in the front row position 12 points at times that over 25 rounds um that's a lot of points to be clear of your next best opponent um look he was expensive we can't get past that and a lot of people probably skipped him and went for um a cheaper option to start the year because he was 688,000 um he was only 18.8% owned and that is absolutely low as for someone of his quality we didn't know if he could back up the year before um, but he did he certainly did um, he was already up to 30% by round 5 um, ownership but he hasn't failed to deliver at all he's um, had a ripping year um, 79 average 12 points the better than the next one um, yes it was it was a heavy price but he's been very durable as well playing the 24 games um, number 2 on the list for me is going to be Joe Tuppany. Um he has had an absolute Wow of a year for actual NRL, and, and it's been a great year as well for um, Supercoach. His average is 66.5, so that is, um, you know, 13 points worse than uh, uh, iPad But there's two shades to him, like there was with Robson. There was the early parts of the year where he was playing 45 minutes, and then there was a jump where he went up to sort of 60 minutes. Now, we've always said in Supercoach terms with um, Joe Tappany, if he had the minutes, he would be an absolute weapon for Supercoach. He had a super purple patch, basically, as soon as he went to 60 minutes, getting 70s, 80s, 90s, even tunned up in there as well. And one of the real alluring things for him this year was 484k. So if you were... You know, if you went Robson and you went Tappany in the front row, you know, you're saving yourself a couple of, well, 400000 there if you uh, go them instead of the premium options. We obviously didn't know that at the time. But, um, you know, I was discussing uh, Tappany with a few people at the start of the year. When we were, they were like, you're a Raiders fan, Adrian. What do you reckon for Tappany this year? I was like, I reckon he's going to be you know, getting 55 to 60 minutes this year. Didn't start for the first four rounds like that, but it went up very quickly. And when it did, he became an elite front rower, averaging, you know, 70s, which is, you know, in the same ballpark as um, Papali'i as well. So he's got to be in there for, um, you know, the front row, um, you know, candidates for best of the year. And one third person I want to mention um, is Tino Far, Sul Malawi. Now, on averages, um, Tino is actually second on the list. He's ahead of Joe Tappany. He's sort of flown under the radar. I mean, I guess um, not really because Joe Tappany, it took a while for him to get owned a lot. And when he first started, he was 8.8%, 9.9%. So to start the year, Tino was higher owned, of course. So he's, um, but we didn't ever think, we thought he was going to be just sort of a gap filler. You know, we didn't think we were going to finish the year with Tino, but you could have just, grabbed Tino for his 493k and you could have held him for the entire year um, because he had a fabulous year. I think he probably learned this year a little bit, oh, got a few more feathers in his cap as far as the front row, a bit more of an offload and some tackle break instead of just running meters. Um, and it really gave, you know, he had a, f- a fantastic year, 67 um, average for the year, which was the second highest average in the front row. He was a dual as well. That's the good thing about all three of the, in his candidates, in these candidates, the um, they are jewel now next year I think we'll probably lose um, IPAP but I feel pretty confident that um, Tino and Tupney will be front row at least Uh, maybe Tino holds on to second row forward as well Um, but you've got three fabulous uh, candidates in there I want to give out two spots but there's got to be one winner who's the front rower of the year I'm the winner Isaiah Papali'i. It's got to be Isaiah Papali'i. You cannot be 12 points ahead of your next best rival and not win the award. In fact, he's the number one total points scorer for front row and for second row forward. He's got to get the award as far as I'm concerned. Um, I'm going to put into the second spot in the front row, Joe Tappany um, Joe Tappany, if he'd have got 60 minutes right from the f- start of the year, um, he would probably be up there with a much better average. He'd be in the seventies and he'd be ahead of, um, Tino Fasul Malawi. Um, we just had the two shades of him. We had 45 minute Tappany and then we had 60 minute Tappany and people bought him when it was, it went to 60. Um, and it was all gravy from then onwards. So, my captain and the winner is going to be uh ipad and my second front rower is going to be joe tappany um had a hell a hell of a year and well deserving um, of the second front row spot in my team now let's move on to the second row forward position uh, let's
1: get ready to
0: Alrighty, second row forward. I'm gonna I've got to get through a few positions or through players here, so I'm gonna go nice and quick. Cam Murray, he's the only second row forward, true second row forward, because obviously IPAP and uh, Tino and Tuppany are gonna appear in there as well. But the pure second row forward, he's the only one that has an average above 70, 71.2. Um, he did only well not only he played 20 games um this year. so compared to someone like a Kolo Matangi, you got that extra four games obviously Cam Murray had a couple of injuries um uh, mid season which I owned him and I had to sell him because he got on my nerves around that um, point he was expensive to start the year 614,000 um 10% owned right from round 1 um but you know he didn't he was under 20% all the way up to round 21 It's been a a very good year for him. Fourteen hundred and twenty-four total points. Seventy-one point two. The only one above seventy for averages. Um, I want to mention Sean Lane. um, What he has that Cam Murray didn't have is he was cheaper. He was only four hundred and was he four eighty. 463,000. So he was cheaper. He was in the mid category. um, And he wasn't even uh, in the ballpark of 10%. He was 1.9% to start the year. Um, The highest he got to was the end of the year at 7.8. Now that is for someone to stay a pod and under the radar for the entire year who's averaging 68.8, so 1.5 behind um, Murray. So if you're stacking your second row with Murray and Lane, you are absolutely laughing. Um, He played 22 games. He scored the 1,514 points. Um, The average was 68.8. He got multiple tons in there. And look, for me, if you could be that much of a pod and you can start at the 463, that is an absolute um, super coach, you know, diamond. It's an absolute diamond. Um, I'm going to mention a couple of other names in there Angus Crichton, um, he f- it was expensive to start the year. Um, Angus, we were probably. I think we learned something this year about the Roosters and the way they sort of time their run. I think they're more of a late year sort of one because we saw Angus come home with a wet sale, um, 160 and then the big one 15 late in the year. But he was a little bit slow to start the year and he was sold in the masses. I think I've owned, owned him twice this year. Um, but he started the year at 653. So him and Murray were expensive. He was 25% owned to start the year. But because of that slow start, he was down to 6.2 percent by round four um, that got back up to n- nearly 20 uh, percent by the end of the year um, he had a good year he was a slow starter the average was 66.3 because of um, that slow start um, but look he, well you look at his um, statistics sort of um, mid-year onwards um, he really you know the start of the year 66 45 34 49 61 49 43 that was unlikely like Angus Um, and then basically after that he sort of hit the go switch probably had a little bit more of a flaw you know even as the year went on there was a couple there was a 30 in there and a 40 and a 50, you know, some of those lower end ones. Um, but he started to get back to the Angus that we know with the tons and the 90s and some tries. Um, and it ended up being a good year. If he'd have started better, um, he I'm sure he would have been up there with care He only finished five points worse the average than Cam Murray. Angus um, and he played 24 games, which is an extra four games this year. I think he'll go down as one of the things I did wrong this year. I had him in my team, I traded him out, then I brought him back in, and then I traded him out again. Um, I wasted trades on him. If I'd just stayed patient, I think in hindsight I probably wouldn't have started the year with Roosters, have, knowing the way that they time their run. Um, look, I want to mention um, Keon Kalolo Matangi, 66.6. He's got a better average than. Um, Angus Crichton this year which I think is a big um, thing 1599 points which is also um, really high for the pure um, second row forwards um, because he played 24 games which I think is his biggest feature um, he was a little bit more expensive than um, Lane he was 530k but he was only 3.4 so he was a nice pod um, 66.6 is five points the worst than Murray um, and he you know, I, I think he's had a good year. Um, another one I want to mention is Hudson Young, 66.9. That's even better than um, Keon Kaloa Matangi. He was cheap as chips, I think, to start the year. Um, he, Oh, no, he's 530. So he's the same um, as Keon Kaloa Matangi, 1.9%, very low ownership. Actually, the highest he got to for the whole year was 2.7% uber 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 pod finished the year on a ton as well he just had a real purple patch and he scored a lot of tries this year one two three four tons for the year um Having someone under 2%, and you're one of the owners, and he's getting four tons in a year, it's a cracking, cracking year for Hudson Young. Those are my candidates um, Murray, um, Lane, um, Angus, Keon Kolomatangi, and Hudson Young. I'm going to give an award out to my best one for the year.
1: I'm the winner! In-
0: Sean Lane Sean Lane wins it for me um 1.5 behind um Cameron Murray for 200k cheaper Thanks very much. Sign me up. Um, and look, the ownership, I just kept waiting for the ownership to go through the roof when everyone saw what he was doing, but it just never happened. You know, it, it jumped from um, 3.3 up to 6 um, from round 15, you know, and so he just flew completely under the radar. Someone who you could get for 460000 um, averaging nearly 70 for the entire year with multiple tons. He is an absolute surprise packet for the year for me. He was one of the things that I did get right He was in my team from the start, and I didn't ever look back. (laughs) I had had him for the whole year, and I was very glad to have him. Um, I'm going to give out two more positions in my team, um, obviously because I'm doing it like a 13, how we have for super coach. I'm going to give Cam Murray a spot. You can't not give him a spot when he's the only one averaging 71.2. He's an absolute um, weapon bit of HIA stuff and uh, he's got to work on that tackling and um you know obviously he goes off to origin each year um but he's he's you know he's an absolute weapon when he's out there he's so important to the Rabbitohs team um and he's going to get a spot in my uh second row I'm going to give a third spot in the second row forward I'm going to give it to um Angus Crichton (laughs) I'm going to skip Hudson Young and Kaloa Matangi I'm going to give it to Angus I know that his average was um well, 0.3 or whatever behind them. But if you discount, if you take away that slow start that he had, um, he really got up to more elite numbers from that, you know, when he kicked into gear, when the Roosters kicked into gear. Um, That might be something that I learned for next year, um, that I might not start with these Roosters, you know, to start the year, because they just seem to start a ease into their season. Robbo times it. I mean, look, we saw with the Broncos, they went too hard too early, and Robbo and the Roosters time their run a lot better. They've been the best team in the last sort of part of the um, NRL year, so maybe that's something to learn for next year, That maybe not start with them um and Angus once that start was out of the way and they started to sort of ramp up he was elite um right up there with Murray so Murray um Lane and Angus Crichton are going to take up my second row forward uh in my team of the year halfback let's get ready to (laughs) <laughs> now, it wouldn't be half uh, halfback, would it, unless we were mentioning the name Nathan Cleary. Average of 79.9 for the year. He cost you an absolute mozza when you did bring him in um, because he was uh, he's, he's such an elite player. He had a ripping year the year before. He was 949,000, and he didn't even start the year... Um, in round one, he started in round four because he had the shoulder injury. He also missed out on the last five uh, rounds of the year through a spanner in uh, the works for all of us super coaches. Uh, only played the 14 games for the year for a total points of 1,119. Um, he's going to be in the conversation because it's an elite average, um, 79.9. Um, But I'm going to mention another another name in there, um, in Nico Hines, um, who was a bit cheaper to start the year, of course, um, compared to Cleary. Um, He'd had a good year the year before. He wasn't cheap. He was $685,000. And with Cleary obviously being out um, to start the year, people were looking at different options to start the year. A lot um, of discussion around Nico Hines, going to a new team, sort of playing in a new position. Was he actually going to be elite? It was made very clear to us um, very quickly that he was... Going to be elite by well he started the year at seventeen point eight percent which not a pod um, probably because Cleary was out um, but by round three he was up to thirty three percent and people saw the light really quickly um, he is um, an absolute weapon for Super Coach played twenty three games for a total points of nineteen hundred and seventy three nine more games than Cleary the average was better to eighty five point eight. Um, Wow, you know, what a what an absolute uh, weapon for Supercoach. I want to mention somebody in there into the uh, running as well, Mitch Moses, um, one of the only ones uh, with those two, actually the only one, um, with an average above 70 for the year. He was 70.2. Mitchie has been one that we have said you can't really have him for Supercoach all year round because he's got um, good games in him. He's got a run of games of good games in him, but he never keeps it up. Um, this year I think he's worked on his consistency a lot more He's had a lot more tons in there. And I think the floor, you know, he had had an eight in there this year. Um, But outside of that, the next, you know, he gets up to 40s as well. So I think he's improved that floor. Um, He's had a really good year, Mitch. Played 22 games for an average of 70.2. Total points of 1,544. A pod as well compared to um, Cleary and Hines with him being, well, you know, he started the year at 13.6. Um, And at a peak, he was at 22.6, under 10% as the year went on when Para finished the year quite strong. So um, it's been a really good year for Mitch. Um, So Mitch, Nathan Cleary, and Hines have only got one position um, to give the award to um, in the halfback position. And
1: the winner is...
0: Nico Hines... Nico. What an absolute weapon. He's such a gorgeous, gorgeous man too. So he can get extra points for me. He's my halfback of the year. I never would have thought I'd say it ahead of Cleary, but um, he gets the award for this year. Um, next, we're going to move on to the 5'8 position, a hotly contested spot because um, there wasn't really... You know, we we knew that Munster was, you know, slimmed down and off the drink. We knew that Cody has been elite before, but he loses Adam Reynolds. Um, you know, and it was a bit of a pot shot for anyone else in the 5'8 position who you wanted to go with because there was always a bit of a risk. Um, interesting position. Uh, let's get ready to... Number one candidate in the 5A position for me has got to be Cam the Mad Dog Monster. Off the drink and um, slimmed down. There was high expectation for Cam this year um, for owners. I started the year with him. We know he had to sit out round one. Um, it's been a good year for him. Um, he's played the 21 games for an average of 80.6. Um, that's the only um, 5A with an average above 75. So he's quite clear of the next best um, candidate it By five points or six points, um, and his total points for the year sixteen hundred and ninety three. It's been a very good year by Cam. Um, he started the year at six hundred and forty nine thousand. Um, he was ten percent, you know, when he first started by around th- four because he missed the first game. He was up to 25. I started the year with him and with Harry Grant, knowing that they weren't going to be there for the uh, first round, because I wasn't confident in Cody Walker, um, and I didn't want to take a punt on anyone else um, in the 5'8 position. I was like, well, I going to lock in um, Cam uh, Munster as one, and I'll work out what I'm going to do with my position 2. Um it's been a great year for him. Um number 2 on the list has got to be Dylan Brown. Um Dylan Brown has had a ripping year. Um he got an average for the year of 74.3. Now yes that is 6 points um behind um uh, the mad dog um but we've got a price difference, haven't we? Um, Dylan Brown was a MIDI to start the year, costing you um four hundred and sixty six thousand. Um it's the reason why we like Reese Robson compared to someone like a Harry Grant when uh Reese was back to his eighty minutes well when when he was on his eighty minutes for two hundred K cheaper, that's where it's really great super coach stuff. Um Dylan Brown costing you four hundred and thirty and averaging seventy four for the year. I I I think if you could have known that to start the year, um You would have taken it any day of the week. And I was jealous of people who decided to start with Dylan Brown um, and who I don't even know who I started with. Cody Walker, I think I did. But Dylan Brown had the hot start. He kept it going for the year, played 24 games for 1782 points. So because he played the 24 games, he got more points than uh, Cam Munster. And he's a Kiwi, so he doesn't go off to origin. I think it's just been an elite, um, wonderful year for Dylan Brown um, and Cam Munster. So they've got to get um, a mention in the running. Um, that price of Dylan Brown, I think, is you know one of those. It's a real tick. It's a real tick for the um, credentials for 5.8 of the year that, that he can cost you two hundred k cheaper. Um, number three I want to mention um, in the candidates for the 5.8 position is Scott Drinkwater drinky um has something that cam munster and dylan brown don't have and that is that he's dual um fullback and 5'8, 8 um, which is really handy um he's played the 20 games of the year um and he's got an average of 71 so that's nearly nine or nearly 10 points average less than um cam munster for the year but it's still 70 plus as an average and he didn't come into the team until round five um Just like Dylan Brown, the price was 474K. He's been an absolute weapon um, this year. Scotty Drinkwater um, cannot be denied um, the 70. They're the only three that have a 70 plus average. um, And they're the three that I'm going to be choosing between. Price was exceptional for Dylan Brown and um, Scott Drinkwater. um, And he's had a ripping year. So let's go with the winner. I'm going Dylan Brown. I'm going Dillbags. You know, Munster is five points the better. And, you know, you never... This one was probably really hard for me to pick. And the main reason why I've gone um, Dylan Brown is because he was such a pod to start the year. um, And he was a midi. Balancing your funds when you start the year is a real hard one. And you could have gone the avenue. I was like, look, even if he's not playing round one, I'm not risking it. I'm going to go Munster. 6% 6% of people took a punt on Dylan Brown. Um, you know, his highest percentage of the year was from round 17, where he got up to 19.8, and he only ticked over the 20% in round 24. You know, right up to, like, round 16, he was 13% owned. I reckon that's, you know, it's potish enough. You know, it's potish enough for someone who cost you four hundred in the 400s. It's been a ripping year. He's going to take my 5.8 position. Um, you know, so... I, Nathan Cleary and Cameron Munster miss out on my award. Yeah, look, Cameron um, has a better average, you know, by six points. But, you know, the 200K cheaper and the extra games are going to get the award for me um, to Dylan Brown. Uh, moving on, we're going to have to pick a few spots for center, but let's do it. Uh, let's get it. Oh, center wing! You know it can make or break your year in Super Coach, can't it? Um, you can get the right ones. I mean, I, I had an absolute stacked center wing this year with Targo, May, Manu, um, Garrick. Um, you know, Mulatala. I, I had everything in there that I, th- I thought I was going to finish a year strong as anything. You know, with that center wing. But then Cleary and Luai get injured, so all my Panthers are dead. I had to- or two, um, and then um, you know Garrick gets injured, so you know became one of those things that was a downside for me as the year went on. Um, but one of the things I did get right as I started the year with uh, Joey Manu. Um, look, Joey Manu has the most total points in the f- um, center wing um, position. 1,752 points for him, played 23 games. His average was 76.2. Um, he's an absolute weapon. Um, look, the thing with um, Joey Manu is we always think in what he's playing in the centers, in the actual centers, his average is not as good. Um, that we love when he goes and plays um, in uh, fullback or into the 5'8 position. But this year, um, Joey Manu, even from the centre, he was roaming. Um, and, had and you know, he was scoring much, much better in that position than he's ever done before. He was centre-wing fullback jewel. Um, I wonder if he's going to keep that next year. Are they going to take into consideration that he, he's the automatic fill-in when Teddy's out? I don't know. But um, the average for the year 70... Um, Well, 76.2 is elite. Um, He started the year at um, 539,000, which was not outside of the realms of affordability. 13.3%, which is not like Uber, Uber UberPod, but um, it's, you know, by the round three and four, he was down to 10.5%. Um, and he finished the year at 44.5 because you needed to have him. But look, you got to round 10 and he was 17.4% owned. He's had a ripping year. Um, He's going to be in the, in the conversation for center wing, of course. Um, number two I want to mention is Ruben Garrick. Um, he's had a really good year filling in most of the year for Tommy Turbo in the fullback position. Um, he also had the dual f- uh, fullback um, center wing. Average for the year was 70.6, so he's 6.6 um down on Joey Manu didn't quite play as many games with 21 as well um but he's had a ripping year um Garrick was overpriced to start the year because of that amazing year that Tommy Turbo um had the year before it cost you to, to start the year 767,000 so um Joey Manu could, could cost you 200k cheaper um and look at in turn, he was actually owned by less to start the year eight point six because it was madness to start with him um, at the seven hundred and sixty-seven thousand. I was like, I am going to get him as soon as his price is right. Um, the lowest he got to in the year was 625000 in rounds six and seven. Um, I grabbed him then <laughs> because I was like, I think this is the lowest you're going to get him. And he was about to go into West Tigers Broncos um, games. Um, and he's, you know, uh, he got up to 29.9 by the end of the year, but he was at 12% in round 12, um, which probably makes sense because he was over price, everyone was waiting for his price to come down, but um, I think people were wondering when Turbo was out, they were saying, well, you put a line through uh, Ruben Garrick, and it wasn't the case, because he really picked up his, he became a pretty tidy fullback this year, I think, just a trier, and he gets involved, Um, good goal kicker as well. Two players who finish with an average 70-plus, they've got to be in the conversation for the center wing. Um, number three on the list for me is going to be um, Valentine Holmes. I People who follow my podcast know I whinge a bit about Valentine Holmes and his um, extra scoring he gets. Um, but he's had a ripping year because Val wanted to play fullback, but then um, Coach Payton pulled out a surprise when they just said to him, said to us that he's going to be playing in the um, centers. And he's been a revelation to the centers. He might even get picked in the World Cup in the centers. Cost you 559000 So he wasn't, um, you know, 300000 but he was affordable, much in the same um, Joey Manu type um, range. Started the year at 3.8% ownership. At his max um, of 20, well, 26.5 to finish the year, um, you know, he was... Scoring well, but he wasn't a pod. He was under 10% in round 16. you know under 10 percent um so he, he's been a pod for most of the year he was quite affordable um he's been a sensational own for for people who've had him this year and 68.9 percent um was a real surprise i think for um for val and we knew he was goal kicking but um you've got two you got three guys there you've got a manu with a 76 average garrick with a 6 a 70 um and val Holmes with a 68.9 virtually 70 percent um val played 22 games for the year for a 1,515 point total, finished the year with a big 133 as well, shouldn't have got a try assist and line-break assist in there, I'll mention, but um, look, he was a uh, is absolutely going to go down on my list as somebody that I regret not owning this year. I did own Manu and I did own Garrick and I guess I was left with a bad taste in my mouth because Garrick was out towards the end of the year. Um, But I never owned Val Holmes and I chose other players. I chose other moves to do, but I'm going to regret the fact that I didn't bring in Val Holmes. Um, A couple more names to mention because obviously there's got to be a few spots taken up. Alex Johnston, um, he's finished the year with a 67.8 average. Sorry, pardon me. Played twenty three games. He's got a total score of fifteen hundred and fifty nine. Um, he was fullback and centre as well. Um, to start the year, um, he was expensive, uh, more expensive than Val Holmes. And Manu was six hundred and thirty eight thousand. Um, one thing uh, with him um, is that we there was absolutely terrible low ones in him. Now this year he did get a twenty three. He did get a fourteen. Um, but look, he's. Cut out, you know. There was a lot less of him. um and there was tons as well, which we know he can get. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, four tons. Um, he's had a really good year. I think he's become a little bit more consistent and. Look, let's be honest, he gets at least – he was the leading try scorer, wasn't he? So um, as long as he gets a try, he gets 50, and I think that that's the thing that's the case with him, is that he's uh, – you know, he, he does get loads of tries um, every year. Um, but the floor this year seemed to be a little bit better. The average of 67.8 was sensational. Um he's got to be in the i mean he was a surprise for me i, I think it, it, like moses you can get on him in runs but i think if you had him and you got him you know, what, what was his lowest price that he got to if you got him at the right price and you thought that you're going to have him on a run um i think that you could have just held him for the rest of the year he got down to five hundred and forty thousand people what did his ownership do there well see his highest ownership was 17 percent at the end of the year um he was at 7.6% owned in round 16 so a real pod for people um and he's going to get um a conversation you know in the center wing uh of the year awards um one more person that's going to go in there for me is bo fermor Bo Furmore was the Titans' best player this year. And don't even come at me on that one. He was. He was absolutely better than David Fafita this year. His average for the year was 65.4. So, look, let's get it up to Joey Manu. Um, he's 12 points the worst. But one thing about Bo Furmore um, was that he was cheap. He was cheap. He cost you 379 He's a midi come good if he's averaging um if he's averaging 65 that's vel um and he's even cheaper than vel anyone who's in the 300ks that can average 65 uh, sign me up he was a surprise packet he was one that people sort of um took a punt on the start of the year they sold him as well I reckon you could have just held him for the whole year that's something I will learn for next year is that be a bit more patient um, with players because he was scoring you know at the start started the year 36 77 89 42 39 49 people started to panic after those three scores because he went from 25 percent down to 14.3 um, but didn't he finish the year strong? Um, he was 12.4% to finish the year. He, you know, so he was quite a pod. Um, and we can't forget the handy jewel. Um, he was center wing um, second row forward. Um, look, t- players like Targo were not a fail by any stretch of the imagination. And, and probably Talakai as well. He finished with a 60-something or something average, didn't he? but Beau Furmore was better than those two. You know, he has a better average. He was very durable as well, played 23 games for 1,504 points. Um, He makes it into my candidates um, ahead of some of those other popular ones because he was a pod. He was a real pod compared to these huge ownership ones, and he's had an absolute wow of a year. So those are my candidates for the center wing. Four spots I'm going to give up. It's going to be Joey Manu. Joey Manu, 76.2 average. What a weapon. He's, you know, he he, he delivered past what we all thought about him, that he couldn't score as well in the centres this year. Um, absolute um, shame that he can't. Um, Feature in the finals due to that calf injury, but he is going to make his way in as the winner in my center wing spot. And he's going to take up the first spot. Number two is going to be Ruben Garrick. Um, A lot of questions over him um, without Tommy Turbo in the team. Um, He was overpriced to start the year. Um, that's why he doesn't get uh, get it over Joey Manu. Obviously a less average and he costs um, more to start the year, but his average was above 70.6 and he really sort of um, clicked on as a fullback this year. Um, he was a, a weapon. Um, I'm going to give... Uh, Val Holmes 68.9 um Val was cheap to start the year um no one could have predicted how well the Cowboys were going to go Val was three percent to start the year he Val didn't even reach above 10 percent um until round 19 you know so he was an absolute uber pod he was quite affordable um finished with an average of 68.9 you know, well done to those people that took a punt on Val this year. He's going to take up a center spot and I'm going to skip past um, Alex Johnston and I'm going to give a spot to Beau Furmore. Um, It cannot be ignored someone in the 300Ks that comes good. Um, You know, the difference between him and Alex Johnston is 200K, you know, to start the year. Um, He's got a handy jewel as well. Um, You know, Ruben, sorry, Ruben Garrick, Joseph Manu, um, Val Holmes, all center wing fullback jewel, which is quite handy. Um, But Beau Furmore um, and, you know, Targo as well, you know, they were handy. It was handy having these center wing... um, second row forward jewels he's had an absolute ripping year I think he was their best player so that's my center wing it's going to be Joey Manu, Ruben Garrick, Val Holmes and Bo Furmore taking up the center wing for Adrenasaurus team of the year we've got to move on to the full back uh, let's get it Back, it's such an important position for Super Coach. Um, let's have a look at the candidates for the best. Well, the person who gets the spot in my team. Um, sample size is going to come into it, and I almost didn't mention him at all. But that's Ryan Pappenhausen. Only played the twelve games this year. Had a wretched year for injuries, uh, unfortunately. But he's just on the cusp. Twelve games, I reckon. Um, half the year. I'll give him. I'll give him a mention because the average was absolutely out of this world, 90.3 for Ryan Pappenhausen. Um, And most people started the year with him because he came at a really nice um, discount on what his capabilities were, being the 694,000. You know, he was um, very, very good um, when he wasn't injured uh, this year. Um, You know, and that average, you know, it's the only average, you know, apart from Richie Kenner, you know, above 90. So, um, look, he was highly owned right from the start of the year, 38.5%. And for supercoach purposes, it was a bit inconvenient with him going down this year as well, um, multiple times, but, you know, he's got to get a mention. Um, other people in the... Um, List for fullback is going to obviously be James Tedesco. He's had a ripping year, 1,828 points in total for him. Played the 23 games, which is outstanding. 79.5 is his average Teddy um he's just durable and reliable started the year at 760k most people sort of started with him he's 38.8 he actually dropped down to 17 percent at one point in the year but he finished the year where he should have been percentage wise um, for ownership at 43.9 very good year for, for Teddy very consistent um I guess this year you know he had 101 109 152 144 um three tons um for the year which just maybe a little bit lower than I probably expected from him, um, and a floor that I probably didn't expect off Teddy at times, um, a 32, a 28, um, and there was a 40 in there as well, which we haven't seen from Teddy in the past. And I reckon if he, you know, if those three games, if that those floor games weren't in there, he probably would have finished with an 80 plus, oh, 85 type average, but um, it's still a good year nevertheless by him. Anyone who's averaging a tick under 80. Um, exceptional. Um, and I'm going to mention Latrell Mitchell as well. Um, Latrell, the reason why I mentioned Patmanhausen with his 12 games is because Latrell also had limited games as well. He played 14 games. Um, the average was 84.5, which was better than Teddy. Um, Latrell has had a really good year. It was one of those turning points for people in Supercoach because Because when he came back, you know, he started the year pretty slowly, got injured and came back. If you took a punt on him right away when he came back, I think I waited one of those games. And then, you know, I was like, I'm willing to take a punt now. Um, But he was absolutely, absolutely exceptional over those three, first three or four games or whatever when he came back. And it was sort of a turning point of the year for people if you went with him or not. Um, eighty four point five. It's only five points behind Pappenhausen, who we were, were saying, well, he didn't get many games out this year, but ninety is amazing. Well, Latrell was also amazing in a short amount of time of eighty, you know, eighty four point five is exceptional. Um, he was also um a little bit more um on the. St- Cheaper only you know, he's seven hundred twenty-one thousand. Um, so you know, and because he had the slow start as well, when he came back from injury, he was six hundred and ten thousand. So when it was time to buy, when he came back from injury, he wasn't breaking the bank, um, which I think goes into consideration as well. Um, three very strong candidates um in the fullback position, um, all with their pros and cons. James Teddy Tedesco wins it for me. Yes, the average is not as good as Latrell. Yes, it is not as good as Pappenhausen. Um, but look, Teddy played twice as many games and that, that has to go into consideration. I'm sure if those guys played another 10 games each, it might have affected their average a bit. And I, I think that Teddy would have been a good chance of finishing ahead of them or uh, the same as them. Um, and that that is it really in a nutshell for me. Teddy's durability Um, For him to go off and captain, he stayed and play um, three hard origin games. Like, man, of the match performances nearly every game as well um, and still play 23 games in a year. That's why Tedesco is the greatest player in the game. You know, this year, you know, this discussion is Pappenhausen, the best fullback in the game is Tommy Turbo, the best player in the game. I reckon uh, James Tedesco plays an 8 or 9 out of 10 nearly every single game and he plays nearly every single game. The durability is what makes him so great, in my opinion. Uh, And that's why he wins the award for me in the fullback um, position. So, Ado's team... It's going to be Reese Robson in the hooker. In my front row, it's going to be IPAP and Joe Tappany. In my second row forward, it's going to be Sean Lane, Cameron Murray, and Angus Crichton. In my halfback position, it's Nico Hines. Uh, in my 5'8", I've gone with Dillbags, Dylan Brown. Uh, in my centers, it's going to be Joey Manu, Ruben Garrick, uh, Val Holmes. And I've gone with a bit of a pod. Beau Furmore. Um In the fullback position I've gone with Teddy Those are That's my starting 13 Congratulations to the lads uh, What have I got here Have I got a sound Let's get some sound for it a... No that's not it Where are you Congratulations, guys! That's the team as it was. Um, now I'm going to finish the show. How long have we gone? I don't know. 48 minutes. I'm going to finish the show with some of my other awards, or you know, they're, they're the gongs for fail as well, I guess. But let's start it off with my Cheapy of the Year award.
1: And the winner is
0: Taylor May. Um, Taylor May was good this year. I guess a lot of us got a bit negative on him when we weren't getting 100. We got 100 to start the year, and then there wasn't quite hundreds after that. But the simple fact was that you could have played him every week, basically, because he had his pretty decent floor. You know, you'd get the occasional 40 or 50 out of him, um, but you'd get 70s and you'd get 80s, um, and he's finished the year quite strong, held his value pretty well, um, finished with a 64.2 average. 64.2. I mean, I'm giving the award out to Val and Val's got an average of 68.9. So it was only four points worse than um, Val. So Taylor May, he was the cheapie of the year in my opinion. I thought he was a little overpriced to start the year at 252K. But he was um, 27% owned by round four. Uh, he's had a good year. And, um, look, I don't know if I'm going to own him next year um, for Supercoach. But as far as this year goes, cheapy-wise, he, there wasn't much better than him. Um, look, I liked Max King as well. Max King was absolute bottom dollar um, for this <laughs> for the start of the year. 100 and was he? It was 75,000. Um, but, look, the average was 50. You know, so 15 points the better for old mate uh tailored may but um you know he did a job max king all the way to the very end of the year as a third front rower that you could have held and you were never going to get an ae off him and for someone who started at an absolute low 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 price um that you know that that has to get a mention um my midi of the year i really think that this oh should i here where's my bloody i'm the winner is bo Fermor he's the winner You know why he's the winner of the Midi of the year? Because he has an average that is um, exceptional, 65.5. That's the same as David Fafida. And both of them all started in the 300s, Um, $379,000 to be exact. It depends on what your version of a, a cheapy – oh, sorry, midi is. Um, look, I really thought Lane was exceptional and Dylan Brown as well. They were in the 400s, late 400s. But um, the reason why Furmore wins is because he's – uh, in the 300s, and he was a nice handy jewel at second row forward center wing as well. Um, so I just think that, um, and he was durable too, 23, uh, finished the year with a big ton as well. He's just the best year um, of the year, in my opinion. Um, you know, but there was some good candidates in there, I think, in... Um, you know Lane, Dylan Brown, probably Tappany as well was affordable. Um, Cotter Nanai was good at a point as well, I think. Um, for as a midi, he was in the 300s, wasn't he? Nanai, uh, what did he finish with for an average? But I think he would have probably been in the discussion as well. But he did have some a bit of a lull, yeah. You know, what did he finish? Oh, he, his average was 62.7 Nanai, um, and he started at a price of 343. So those were probably a few of the names in there, but. Um, it's got to be it's got to be old mate um, Beau Furmore. fish 34th overall for averages it was an absolute um, sensational year by um, Beau Fimore flop of the year <laughs> flop of the year. Tony Stags, Uh poor old Stags owners. You know, I was thinking about flop of the year. I thought Josh Schuster was a candidate for sure. Um, he's actually finished at bottom dollar. So next year, Josh Shuster is going to be one hundred and seventy five thousand. He's going to be cheap. I mean, unless they change the pricing, I don't know. Um, but he's uh, had a. Sh- year he's been on the bench he's been overweight um he hasn't got a lot of game time the average is 22.9 i'm gonna probably own him next year if he gets that gig in this in the halves at the absolute bottom dollar the year before his average was 50 something points um so there's probably value to be had but it was been an awful year um and katoni he's got to win it for me because he's the kind of player that um lures you in to owning him and he's done it to people all year long um because he gives you a nibble. He gives you a nibble that he's going to um, be something for Supercoach um, and then he fails to, to deliver it. Um, well, where are we, Katoni? Let's read out some of his- these. Um 23 matches, 48.7 was his average. Um, he has the potential to be an absolute weapon for Supercoach. I think most people said what I was arguing with him at the start of the year, saying Cotone's a myth they were saying 60-plus average for him this year. He started the year at 39.8%, so he absolutely did lure people in. By round five, he was down to 178 but by round uh, seven, he was back up to 295 and that's the reason why he gets flop of the year for me because he lured people back in. Katoni um, has had, um, you know, some, a lot of 30s in there for him, but he's gone and had some absolute wretched games of uh, 19, 14, um, you know, and... 20 he's, he's had the low ones in him as well. So he just doesn't get enough involved. Um and because of the fact that he lured in 40% of coaches, he's gonna take out my award. Um and nobody got lured in quite as much, I think. Um who had a flop of a year, um not not even in the ballpark of Katodi Stags. Um let's talk about surprise packets.
1: And the winner is
0: Dylan Brown. Um, Look, Dillbags, I think we all sort of thought um, he could have a better year this year. I mean, look, last year he only had three tries for the whole year. I don't think many of us thought that he had it in him to be a 70-plus average in place. 74.3 average for the year. It was amazing, um, and it was an amazing surprise to me. 466,000 to start the year. People were going um, Sexton. You know, um, people were going, you know, these, Oh, f- I don't know, who are they, Who were they going? They are going um, weird options, and some people took a punt on 6.9%, took a punt on uh, Dylan Brown, and if you had him for the year, oh, look, I put um, drink water probably, but he didn't start the year. He was um, one that came in for round five, 71 average, so these guys were both amazing, and they were both around the same sort of price. I think he deserves a mention. Um, another name that deserves a mention is Sean Lane for my hasn't really showed um the prowess that he showed this year like you know on the verge of being picked for australia i reckon um a real weapon he's really just you know honed in on his game to to levels that make him elite um and the the uh, paramount eels are using him beautifully as well Four hundred sixty three thousand. all of these guys were in the 400s and it was because they hadn't really shown um what they were capable of but this year they certainly did um those are three um, incredible averages for three players who you know if you took a punt on them you did extremely well i've just given it to dylan brown look an honorable mention i should give to hudson young as well 66.9 um look he was a little bit more expensive than the others that's why i probably keep him out of the conversation at 534 thousand to start the year but dillbags congratulations you are my surprise packet of the year let's finish the the awards show now, I'll kick it off with um, who is the one that is going to appear on my Never Again list after the year that we've had. Um, I think um Talakai's gotta go on the list. He seemed to fool everybody this year. We know he's had that amazing one hundred and fifty by half time game. Um, but he didn't fire a shot after that. Um he was such a hard own, and I was doing a podcast sort of telling people just hold on and the draw's gonna get easier. He's gonna probably ton up at some stage soon. Um, and it never happened. Um I just um you know he doesn't He's kind of got a bit of the Katoni stags about him. You know, he, he'll just pull it out every now and then and, um, you know, do an amazing game. But it's these players that suck you into rebuying them. And a lot of people over the years say, oh, I don't know if I should go Talakai again, but I'll do it. Um, and this year was another year I think people are probably walking away with more regrets um, about Talakai if you were there when you got the 160 well done I think I got it as well because um, I did take a punt early on him but you know if I didn't get that and I bought him at top dollar it'd be nothing but a bad taste in your mouth um, it just didn't suit their style the Sharks and getting the ball out there with Moylan and Wade Graham and stuff getting the ball out to them you got these amazing weapons on the edge Edges for the sharks and they just don't seem to utilize them as well. Uh, and I'm going to put Talakai on the never again list. I didn't own him at all, but I think you got to put Katoni Stags on the never again list, haven't you? Um, he he had every they had everything going for him this year. He was in the, when they were in the top four and Katoni Stags sucked. You know. Um, He's just going to be one of these wispy players and same with Talakai, that every now and then they'll do something amazing. Like we do with Alex Johnston, you could get him get lucky on a run with them. Um, but I, you know, I much prefer to own Alex Johnston than those two because there's probably going to be more tons and he'll get a try most every game and at least get 50. Um, so look, it's they're, they're probably going to enter onto my never again list. Who's going to be my first picked next year? Um, well, it's... I'm not not absolutely proud of it to say because he's been a little bit made of glass, but I'm going to be bringing in probably and starting the year with Tommy Turbo. (laughs) No need for laughing. Um, Look, it's going to be an absolute cut price, Tommy Turbo. Manly is in all sorts for sure Um, (laughs) with all the, you know, division between the team. But I think that Tommy Turbo is the guy that can – bring them back together um i really really hope that pappenhausen and tommy turbo have an injury free year next year because god we need him in the game just to make it fun and um you know he he's one of those ones that has sucked people in you know over a million dollars this year i think i got sucked into it as well we'll do cover that when we do the old um review of the year but He's going to be absolutely too cheap to ignore, I think, that next year for one of your options, much like what we thought Pam and was this year, um, you know, as a, as a cheaper option for what they're capable of. You, you know, people are going to probably say, I won't do it straight away because he's such an injury, you know, he's an inj- injury you know, <laughs> risk. Um, another one that probably interests me, I know it's, um, you know, weird, um, but Ponga. I think he's going to come at a cheaper cost as well next year. That he's going to probably kick goals. Um, I th- I think you know he's probably um, due for a bounce back year after the tumultuous year that he's had this year. I'm quite interested. I think in um, maybe taking a you know a turbo or a pod. Maybe you know you don't spread your funds you know with a teddy. Maybe maybe I do go with the teddy and and go a turbo. But um, I'll be tempted by someone like Ponga for a bounce back year, and I'll I'll take a discounted Tommy turbo um, for a healthy year, hopefully as well. Um, thanks for listening, guys. That's the award show. Um, I'll do another podcast where I go and reflect over my year. I'll we'll discuss who I. Brought in for trades oh yes I did get sucked into buying Hiku <laughs> when he was due to go up 100k and he only made 30k I bought him one week and I sold him the next week <laughs> so you know even though I finished 250th I made plenty of mistakes this year as well it's good to reflect on those things and um, if you look at when I go over my team you'll see that I've on multiple occasions I bought and sold Angus Crichton and on multiple occasions I bought Dave Fafita and sold him so um, you know, there's definitely things to take into next year. We'll just see whether future Adrian even bloody listens because he doesn't. Um, but thanks for listening, guys. Um, we'll talk to you, well, whenever I feel like recording the old review of my year.
1: Kick and chase by Mullins. Kick and chase again by Mullins. This will be a miracle. Oh, it is a miracle. Oh like that again this year, and maybe baby... now